0: Hello, everyone. We have Kushal Shah here for an interview. Uh, If you look at Kushal's uh, LinkedIn profile, he's a a BTEC in petroleum engineering. And then he came to US to pursue his master's. Now he decided to pursue the master in his his field, which was industrial engineering and management. But at some point he realized his interest in data analytics and data science. So then he uh, did this five year master degree so he has like double majors now and then he's doing masters in data science right now. And the good thing is he already has secured an internship as a data scientist. So he'll graduate in May, 2022. And by that time he would have completed his internship uh, as a data scientist. And here is his LinkedIn profile. We are going to share uh, the LinkedIn in the video description below. So if you want to connect with him. Uh, feel free. And in this conversation, overall, we will discuss Kushal's journey from a petroleum engineer to a data scientist, as well as we'll cover some of the aspects of his uh, studies in US. So if any of you wants to come to US to pursue your master's in data science, you will get a lot of useful tips. One other uh, important achievement that Kushal has made is he has covered up all his tuition costs, all his Expenses so far, uh, and we'll discuss how he managed to do that while doing his studies. And on top of that, he has saved some money. So, so some people sometimes they have doubt that okay, we come to US now, we are going to spend whatever fifty thousand, eighty thousand dollar. It will be a huge debt. What if we don't get a job? So Kushal's story. Uh, will inspire you and he will discuss how you can cover up all your uh, cost while you're studying. So Kushal, thank you very much for spending time, especially on weekend for
1: this conversation. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: All right. So let's discuss your journey. You were a petroleum engineer. Now you come to Mm -hmm. US for doing masters in industrial engineering. Like what's what sparked an interest
1: in data science and just talk about your whole journey. So, uh, as you spoke, right, that I did my bachelor's in petroleum engineering. So let me uh, start with that. So when I, uh, when I, uh, like when I did 12th in India and when I started looking for the degrees, I found that the petroleum engineers were the highly paid people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pursued petroleum engineering, to be honest, mm. uh, then after oil and gas industry took a downturn and there were actually no jobs, if you see. So uh, I had to uh, shift my major to some uh, renewable energy and I worked as a data analyst uh, in one of the uh, geothermal research firm for a year. So I worked on a different project and uh, as long, uh, along with that, I was uh, doing some analytics uh, stuff as well. I was learning W, Python, R, SQL and so on and so forth. So I already had some background of data when I, uh, when I, ch- uh, like I chose industrial engineering because, uh, it was one of the branches, which tend to accept, uh, people from a uh, different background, like mechanical or petroleum. So if you, if I want to do computer science, I cannot do it, uh, it as a petroleum engineer. So that's why I chose industrial engineering when I came over here. Like I, uh, so there are two major branches, supply chain management and operations research so sub- i love supply chain management to be honest but uh, the or is called to be a parent branch of com- computer science where you have to deal with uh, optimizing the algorithms and i was uh, too fascinated by uh, by the math behind it and if you see some of the algorithms of data science it is actually uh, the uh, the back end at the back end the or uh, or algorithms are working for to optimize the process and for those who don't know, OR is basically operational research, correct? Yes. Yes. So uh, that's uh, that's what fascinated me the most. And second was, uh, I always wanted to pursue uh, my uh, job in business domain. I did not want to be a technical person, to a uh, co-technical person, I would say. So uh, at Oklahoma State University, we have a program called Business Analytics and Data Science, which teaches you how to apply data science technique uh, techniques in business domain. Mm. So, and how to convert a business problem in t- into technical problem, solve it using data science methodologies and algorithms and to uh, like present it to the investors in layman terms such, in such a way that like, okay, they can understand as well. So that's what, uh, the math behind it and the business domain, which uh, drove me to the data science world as well. So that's a uh, quite of my journey from petroleum engineering
0: to data science, I would say. Got it. So while you were doing this master's in industrial engineering, at that time you realized your interest and then you extended your master to, yes. to data science, correct?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Got it. So now let's talk about uh, how you managed to cover off all your costs because people argue that it's it's kind of hard. I know some people do some jobs on side, but now, you are right now. You have zero debt, covered up all the tuition cost, and you have some saving on the top. So, can you give some tips and just discuss your specific story on
1: this? Of course. So, uh, there, are, there are two kind of universities. So, first of all, if you get the assistant, uh, you can get the assistantship as a teaching assistant, graduate assistant, or research assistant. There are three kind of assistantship which you will find in general in every university. Now, uh, some universities provide you tuition assistance with this assistantship and some university does not. So let me me, uh, go to the uh, varied basics of this. So in US fees, if you see, there are two things, tuition and fees. So tuition is uh, like the major component of total fees which you are paying. So let's say uh, if your fees per semester is 11,000 or 12,000, roughly out of that, 8,500 or 9,000 would be our tuition. The other 3,000 or 3,500 would be our uh, fees. It is on the rough estimate, okay. So if your university is uh, giving you the tuition assistance, then you just have to pay $3,000 a month to be, uh, if you take, it depends upon the, how many credit hours are you taking and so on and so forth. As well, so on so forth as well. So it is just a, like, you know, average numbers. Now, it, particularly in my university, uh, they do cover the tuition uh tuition waiver. So, uh, in my part, I just had to pay the fees, and with the assistantship, my pay was very high at Oklahoma State University, particularly. So, uh, I ho- I have been getting paid around two thousand dollars. And if you see uh, the in the Stillwater where I am living right now, if you uh, like the you can, in seven hundred or eight hundred dollars, you can live very 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 good life. Like mm-hmm. uh, I have been living in a personal room. I have been spending a lot of money and still my cost would never go up around 800 or $850. Four so months. if you see, uh, after tax, my, uh, my salary was around 1700 mm-hmm. So roughly I was saving around $850. So if you see for four months, it would be around how much 3,400 mm-hmm. and my fees would be around 2,800 or something like that. So per semester, even after paying my fees and, uh, like getting rid of all of my expenses I would uh, say around 500, 500 or 600 dollars with that calculation so that's how I managed to pay my all of the all of my fees as well because from, uh, right from the first semester I got I got the association it is not in all case that you get it and uh, below me it is very competitive in my case it was uh, I was slightly a bit lucky and my qualification matched with what they were looking for so that's why I got it but uh half of my batchmates uh, did not get it. And uh, so my advice for anyone who is, uh, who is going to pursue masters in USA is study first. I spent around seven months to study all of the universities where I was applying, which, uh, which university uh, university does give the tuition fee waiver. And on the top of that, let's talk about, uh, I applied to seven universities and I got admitted for, from five. Okay, from five, all of them were really good. Okay, I won't name uh, name the university, but the it is in New York and it is a state university. So I got admit uh, admit from that and uh, on that website, it was written that if you get the assistantship, you are going to get the tuition fee waiver. But if you ask the students over there who is pursuing masters, they will say that, okay, you are not going to get the assistantship just because you are a master's student. Because they uh, all of the assistantship goes to the PhD ones. So oh. it is like, yeah. So you have to check the prospects that you are going to get it or not as well.
0: I think the best at- way, if you look at the website, you might get some conflicting information. But I think the best way is you go to LinkedIn, connect with some students who are already studying there. I think they will tell you the right picture. There you go. There
1: you go. Yes, I, I totally agree on that. If you see the OSU uh, OSU's picture, so, uh, I did knew that, okay, out of four semesters, at least for two semesters, everyone gets the assistantship. If you maintain a very good GPA of 2, 3.2 and above. Okay. So, uh, that was one of the, one of the relief if you get it. So if you get the assistantship at, even for two semesters, I would say your overall cost after the graduation would be around 20, $20,000. If you go to some fancy, uh, fancy university in Boston or something like that, it would be go, it would go up to sixty or seventy thousand dollars. So you can save a huge chunk of money just by doing, uh, following this kind of, you know, investigation, or doing some research before coming, uh, prior coming to the masters. And if you are lucky, and if you, uh, if, uh, it, uh, if your, uh, it, if your, criteria matches with what they are looking for as well as an assistant, uh, assistant then you are uh, then you are golden like you can literally cover everything so in my case i could pursue dual graduate degree just because i was getting tuition fee waiver otherwise i would not have been able to do that because dual graduate degree would uh, so without assistantship it would cost me around minimum 80 to 90000 thousand dollars just to get two degrees okay so, so 80
0: to 90000 for your overall the whole whole cost whole. For for, for a degree. Yes. And that does that include your rent, your side expenses or no, just the fees? No. Just, just the just fees. A okay. fees. Just the fees.
1: Yes. Okay. You have to, so uh, you... you have to manage your own expenses as, uh, outside of th- that. Got bracket.
0: It. Now you mentioned OSU. So for those who don't realize OSU is, he's talking about Oklahoma State University where he's, Kushal is studying right now. And yes. what he just said is just to summarize, like once again, that his uh, scores, you spend what like you will be spending overall 3 years right for the dual graduate yep. so yep. for 3 years for dual graduate he would have spent 80000 just in fees okay expenses like rental and food that is extra but he managed to cover using the assistantship so can you discuss some good universities so many times people ask me this questions i we want to come here What are some good universities? And let's evaluate those universities from the perspective of how many of them can give you this tuition waiver.
1: So uh, before, oh yeah, I I will answer that. But before coming into that part, I just want to mention one thing that it is uh, at Oklahoma State University, you will find one of the lowest tuition and fees in USA. So Hmm. 80 and 90,000 is still low if you compare to average of any university as well for dual Got graduate it. degree so it's even then it is low so mm-hmm. you can compare on that standards as well yeah coming to the universities i would say there are many okay now it's up to uh, you have to check what is your GRE what is your uh, GPA and then you have to find good universities for you because the definition of good universities would not be similar for everyone right. so let's say uh, Let's say if you have a uh, GRE of 320 and something like that, right? You cannot target CMU, but you if you have a very good GPA in undergrad, you have GRE of 330 plus. Then CMU is uh, CMU is a good university. Like what Penn, is the full form?
0: Yeah, can you mention full form?
1: Yes, Carnegie Mellon University. Okay. And uh, Pen- uh, Pennsylvania State University, University of pencil, uh, Pennsylvania. There are uh, there are some uh, somewhat very known universities like Purdue. Let's say. Texas A&M, UT Austin. So UT Austin, Texas A&M, then Purdue, then Carnegie Mellon, Penn State, all of them give the tuition fee waiver. But Mm -hmm. again, if you go to these universities, the competition for assistantship would be very high. So you have to calibrate yourself with that competition as well. That Okay, they do give the assistantship and uh, they do give the tuition fee waiver, but whether you are going to get it or not, you need to calibrate yourself with that bracket as well. Important. So, um, if you uh, if you have any specific uh, example that okay, good universities for this student or this student, I would definitely suggest that. But uh, keeping that in mind, even some of the lower rank universities do give the tuition fee waiver as well. You need to just search for that. Okay. Uh, personally, I did not search for those kind of universities because uh, I was like uh, I wanted to uh, shoot for the top. Hmm. So, uh, like I I personally did not. Uh, the universities which I searched for was Rutgers, Rensselaer Polytechnic, uh, NYU, then University of Buffalo, State University of New York, then uh, Lehigh from New Jersey, Oh, uh, sorry, no, it's in
0: Town, Allen Town, right? Yes, Pennsylvania?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Then Pennsylvania State University, then Oklahoma State University, University of Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and uh, University of Texas, uh, Texas at Austin, UT Austin. So those, uh, those universities were in my list, but uh, you can definitely search for uh, better universities as well. There are plenty of universities as you know, in like or like the uh, U.S.A. man.
0: Yep. Now, I think, like, for those who are listening, all the universities which Kushal mentioned, those are, like, in general, considered to be good universities. So if you have yep. any doubts, definitely go for the, these. All are good universities. Now, you said getting this tuition-free waiver and assistantship is very competitive. So who who gets it? Like, do they take any exam? Like, what's what's the criteria for the selection?
1: So, uh, there is no criteria for this. Uh, yeah, my bad. They do not for, okay. I'm giving the example specific to Oklahoma State. I do not mm-hmm. know about the other universities. So, let me okay. tell you about my university, okay? So, in my university, uh, you do not have to give any exam to pass or f- fulfill the criteria, okay? They do evalu- evaluate you based on your GRE, first of all. Second of all, uh, what kind kind of courses have you taken in your undergrad and what kind kind of skills you possess? So uh, I was, uh, uh, let me give you my example. I was uh, working as a graduate research assistant and teaching assistant. So in graduate research assistant role, I have to manage a database using SQL server and uh, do web web application stuff using ArcGIS. So I already knew that tools before in industrial engineering. And if you see, any industrial engineer, it would be harder for them to know these uh, tools right from the beginning. Okay, so there were there are actually no one in my batch who knew this stuff. Hmm. I was the only one, so I got picked for research assistant, for teaching assistant. That I, uh, you have to check what kind of courses in undergrad do they do they teach. Okay, hmm. so uh, they use uh, they teach is economic analysis. They use uh, they teach probability and statistics. Python, like basic Python, everything, right. You need to customize your resume based on that. And you need to send that resume to the director. Mm. So if he finds a perfect, uh, I would say a perfect match mm. of what he's looking for with what you have, mm. then you are going to get it otherwise. So you, you need to move it strategically. When I came, uh, at OSU, I started, uh, I started asking people that, okay. What should I do, or what should I involve, uh, uh, what should I include in my profile to be a better fit of, for teaching assistant? And uh, they provided me very useful tips. And I followed that and I got the assistantship in the very first semester. I think, so, above, above all,
0: networking is the most important thing. Yes, Connecting with your, is, with your seniors yep, is the most important
1: thing. I agree. I totally agree. Again, now, uh, if you. Uh, At OSU, it's like uh, the senior has been preferred for assistantship. Okay. Mm. So I would, I should not tell this, but I I want to tell you this, that, okay. okay. Never, uh, never ever approach a person who is in the third year, Mm. sorry, third semester. Okay. Mm. Because uh, when you are, when you are uh, an incoming student, right? you will be competing with the third semester people as well for our session. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they might not give you some useful tips or they might mislead you, you from the, yes, they might mislead <laughs> you as well. So always, always, uh, talk to people who already has been graduated. They will provide you uh, an honest feedback. If that Perfect. makes sense to you. Yep.
0: Yep. Very good. Now, if there is a student who is in India, or who is outside US and he wants to, yep. any country he wants to come, he or she wants to come to US. at in their, in their place, like how can they prepare? So we discussed some of the tips which I'll summarize here. So first of all, good GRE score is important. Doing thorough research as you did, going through all the universities, figuring out who is doing tuition fee waiver, whatever is your criteria. So doing thorough research is the second tip. Third tip is, connecting with people who are already in that university so if someone wants to come yes. come to Oklahoma State University I think that person can connect with you and get some tips right so those yes. are the third things uh, three things are there any other tips you want to share
1: so that they prepare themselves better before coming here of course so one thing is a return on investment hmm. always calculate that so when you are coming over here right consider your uh, tuition fees which you are paying as a as a investment to yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. now once you are paying seventy thousand dollars, right? Let's say let's me or uh, let me talk about India. So seventy thousand dollars in uh, India would be around fifty lakhs or uh, five million rupees. Okay, uh, in India, you know that uh, the interest rate would be around ten to twelve percent. Mm-hmm. So when you graduate itself, right? You would you would be having uh you would be having a debt of around uh seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars. Okay, and uh, on that you are going to accrue the interest of ten percent or twelve percent every year. Okay, so mm. it would take at least three years for you to just pay off the your debt. Okay, mm. considering you are you are living not extravagant life. Mm. If you live, if you are living like that, it would it might take you to get that into the debt-free position more. Hmm. Hmm. So. Consider that as well. And whenever you ask any people that, okay, uh, what is the return on investment? Okay. Uh, like always ask that in depth question said, okay, what was your tuition fee after graduating? What salary are you, are you going to expect? Okay. Mm. Because when you are, when you are a graduate, you do not mind, uh, sharing. Okay. What kind of, uh, things you're looking for or what kind of a salary bar, you have set for yourself okay so everyone will answer that and everyone will understand because they have gone through the similar process uh, process always ask this kind of questions as well that okay what is uh, going to be the return on investment on every investment you are going to make Perfect. and that that would that would help you a lot in longer term
0: so that's tip number four which is finding out return on on investment kursal seems to be a really good businessman actually you really explained it really well <laughs> Uh, Tip number five, I would say is like you in your case, you knew SQL Python already. So if you are in your home country, like learn some technical skills. And when you are competing for these assistantships and projects, if you have good technical skills, it will help. Some people ask me that they have done their bachelors. Should they come for master directly or should they come? Should they get some? experience in their home country? Let's say experience as a data scientist or a software engineer for let's say two years, and then they come here for masters. Like what would you
1: advise on this dilemma? uh, Yeah, uh, let let me give you uh, my experience and uh, let me share some of my colleagues' experience as well. So uh, first of all, if you are a computer science, uh, uh, if you are from computer science background, I would say uh, WorkEx would not matter that much because I have yeah. seen people getting into Google, Amazon, fun basically. Okay, hmm. Facebook, Amazon, um, Apple, Google, anywhere as a software engineer, right after uh, being a fresh. Okay, so that's what I have heard that, okay, in uh, in that domain, you do not require a significant amount of work experience. But when it comes to manufacturing or supply chain, it definitely asks you to have a much higher experience. So it depends upon, uh, Branches to branches. If mm-hmm. you uh think about industrial engineering, yes, you need to have some good experience to get a very high paying job. Otherwise, it would be harder for you to start uh, get your first job because you know uh, starting salary of industrial engineering uh, and engineers would I would say around is around sixty five to seventy thousand dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. so it would be harder for companies to file H and B for any freshie as well. Mm-hmm. So they do not tend to prefer anyone who has not uh. Uh, the prior work experience that's uh, that that's my uh understanding if you come to data science the uh like if you uh okay in data science i would say if if even if you do not have any uh strong background or strong work x if you build your profile uh via good projects or something like that you are going to get it through as well okay and it is kind of flexible like computer Mm -hmm. science and data science but when it comes to core uh, core field like mechanical or manufacturing or industrial engineering, I would say having a prior work experience is a huge plus, very huge plus.
0: Got it. So many people, as Kushan mentioned, trying to transition the domain. If you have experience in your field, I think that will help, right? Yep. And yep. Um, your field plus some technical skills related to computer science, yep. let's say you know SQL, yep. Python, whatever. I think those things are going to be super helpful in, in, in general. Yeah, go ahead.
1: It, uh, it depends for the SQL and Python skills as well. If you go to manufacturing domain, you do not require to have uh, that hard, hardcore skills. If you go to supply chain or any other domain, which requires you to some ha- uh, kind of have some basic of uh, these languages that you need it. So it depends upon uh, the expertise and domain as well. Just okay. Saying.
0: Now, uh, I I know you covered it, but I, I want to just confirm it. So let's say there is a mechanical engineer, b in India. Yep. The person wants to become data scientist. He wants to transition. Should he or she work in mechanical domain for two, three years, then come here for masters? Because then you, ac- you acquire experience in mechanical domain, but then you come here for master should they come for master in data science directly or should they do the same thing which you did, which is like take masters from here in the same domain, but do do dual degree and transition smoothly?
1: So um, I would say, okay, uh, the answer is always like uh, not 100 percent true because it depends upon uh, cases to cases. Mm -hmm. But on general, if I speak, right, uh, even if you are doing uh, the job in your domain it's perfectly fine as long as you are keeping yourself up to date with what new technologies has been doing or has been going on and uh, what new tools are there what new tex- technica- techniques are there you are going to be fine do some uh, projects on Kaggle itself uh, explore uh, most of like very high highly recognized materials is available regarding data science so anyone who wants to learn can learn from anywhere, any part of the world. So if you are keeping yourself up to date with this technologies and everything, even if you have are uh, your experience in mechanical domain, you can do, you can perfectly, uh, you can perfectly pursue data science degree. Mm-hmm. It is not, it is not, you know, like that compulsory that, okay, you have to have some data science uh, job or something mm-hmm. like that to be a mm-hmm. data scientist. But as long as your fundamentals are cl- clear and you are uh, competing uh, in some of the, some of the competitions or something like that on kegel itself or like that you are going to be fine
0: got it in general what are the salary expectations like once you become data scientist uh, as a fresher after your master's uh, what kind of salary range people
1: get in u.s depends now it also depends now it uh, it depends upon your projects it depends upon what what kind of skills and expertise you possess and uh what kind of confidence ever do you have okay uh, i have i have seen uh people who has been lowballing themselves hmm. for 65 to 70k even in new york or that kind of places okay and i have pe- i have seen people who has uh got packages of 90k right after freshie so let me give you an a very interesting example It is from one of his, one of my seniors from PDPU, Pandit Dindal Petroleum University. He did his petroleum engineering as well. He graduated in 2017. I graduated in 2018. In 2017, he came here to get a master's degree in industrial engineering. Okay. In industrial engineering. He graduated in 2019. Mm -hmm. And in March, 2019, he got a job in Cisco as data scientist with starting salary of 90,000 plus, Mm. okay, he did not have any internship experience in data science, he did not have any background of data, data science, he did his thesis in machine learning, Mm. like uh, the core thesis. So he spent around two semesters to uh, explore this stuff and do uh, like explore more in data science. And only in two semesters, he got so skilled that he got a job in Cisco as a data scientist with 90 K plus salary in North Carolina itself. If you see North Carolina, the, uh, if you are earning 90,000, it is very high.
0: 90000 a year in North Carolina. Yes. It's a very good salary is, as a fresher. Okay, okay.
1: It's it is, it is, it is 90 K plus
0: 90 K plus exactly. Yes. Plus benefits. Okay. So, so this person yeah. uh, sorry if i missed it he had a dual degree or just a industrial engineer just
1: one degree just one degree industrial engineer. this is so amazing everything is a myth if you if uh, if anyone uh, says to you that okay you cannot do that it's a myth he's saying that because he hasn't done that or he was so mm. lazy that he could not invest much time in doing that okay you can always do the stuff like this mm. i always give his example and Everything is possible. Even if you are an industrial engineer, you can become a data scientist. Even if you are a mechanical engineer, you can become a data scientist. Data science is a very open branch. You can learn like, okay, if I go to someone, go to, you,
0: sorry to stop. Someone told me that data science is not a separate branch. It is a branch in every branches. That, so mechanical that, engineering that, has data scientists, industrial engineer had Every branch has data. Science is a science which solves problem in your domain. So it's not like you're transitioning you to a whole new world.
1: There you go. There you go. So, uh, let's say if I am a supply chain or if I am in supply chain domain, right, that is what my major is from industrial engineering. Okay. I can apply my data science, uh, expertise in supply chain itself. Mm. Right. Similarly, you can uh, do it in civil engineering or mechanical engineering or everywhere. It depends. now. It depends upon you your capability to explore the things and your uh, you know free will to go above and beyond mm. to do something exactly because when i think about let's say mechanical
0: engineer electrical engineer see mathematics is there everywhere okay mathematics okay. and statistics will be present in any engineering branch whether you accept mm-hmm. it or not you just need to gear yourself in such a way that you use your math your statistics for doing your projects like this person did his final year project in machine learning so even though you're a mechanical engineer your thesis you can do in machine learning like no one's stopping you right and that way you're positioning yourself so that and nowadays you know kushal i think companies have become very open-minded they don't care your degree which branch they say all right what is your resume what kind of projects you have done have you done any relevant projects that we care about? They will call you for interview. After that, it all depends
1: on your interview performance. Do you agree with that? That's yes, there you go. I totally agree with that. So uh, I would say last fall I gave fifty plus interviews just for my internship uh, with uh, around like thirty MNCs, okay, mm-hmm. uh, thirty Fortune five hundred outs, okay. All of them were so surprise, uh surprising that like they did not ask about anything about related to my degree that okay what you are doing mm. they asked me about okay what kind of projects have you done what kind of uh, knowledge have you uh, do you possess and they are looking that whether you would be a better fit for their culture or not as well mm. so behavioral part is a very uh, very beautiful aspect that uh, you need to cover as well but they are not going to look for a, a degree your degree that what kind of degree you are pursuing just after uh, the screening processes you know so you're good to go i agree on that with you
0: degrees will stop mattering as we i think we are yep. getting into an I interesting agree. future you know just today i read an article on linkedin there was one guy who joined there is a company called zoho in india actually so he okay. joined that company as a security person he's only 10th pass okay so poor okay. person from poor family, in, you know, like mm-hmm. in a very early age, he wanted to feed his family. So after 10th grade, he joined as a security, as a watchman in the company. But then he got some, he got connected with some of the engineers who were working in the company. And they say like, okay, maybe you should try to learn coding. And he was like, what is it? He did not know anything. So he started learning coding with the help of the, some of the employees. Then he learned it for a few years. And then he got, he made some small app and he showed it to the people at Zoho. Those people interviewed him and they hired him. So now he completed eight years in Zoho. Actually, we can share his LinkedIn post. It was very heart touching skill. He has shown the picture of his security, like when he was working as a security boy versus a software engineer. He's a software engineer in Zoho, eight years he completed today. It was amazing. The guy is only 10th pass. He doesn't, he, he did not
1: even finish 12th that's huge there you go like the world has become so open-minded that if you have the skills and if you have the positions to continue the things which you like you are going to be like golden in this era i would say
0: uh Zo- zoho, hope- is, zoho is one of those companies i have a huge admiration you know zoho has their office in a very small village they have a different work ethics and they don't care about degree it's it's an amazing company i have like a huge admiration for this company but then there are many companies who are doing this they will stop caring about your degree all they care about your knowledge your drive that person had a drive while working as a security person he 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 studied html whatever and i see so many computer science graduates they are doing just degree because their parents have told them to do it. they have no interest in coding yep. those yes. guys are like useless they don't do and yes. like it all depends on your drive, your passion. You know, world has changed already. Sorry, you were saying believe something. Me,
1: I was that, believe me, I was that useless person for four years when I did my bachelor's in petroleum because <laughs> I just saw the salary bar and I just got the admitted into that. Like, seriously, like I was I was a living example for that as well. But after the things turned around and I'm, a, I'm in a better position right now. But hmm. just one more example, okay. So regarding this, I, I seriously want to give you this example. He's again, from my senior batch in petroleum engineering from 2017, he did not get a job because his GPA was too low. He did not, uh, like petroleum engineering either. So he started uh, working as a data entry position, uh, level position. Okay. You, he has to enter the data into Excel huh. from the manual scripts. That's all. Okay. That's that, that what his uh things uh, uh, job was from that to he uh, he uh, got around six jobs he uh, conver- uh, he transferred six jobs and uh, in 2019 he started working as a data scientist in, uh, in snapdale So if you uh, the people who might who might not, uh, not know the Snapdale, it is uh, like uh Amazon in India just just to correlate. Okay. And he's working as a data scientist three, uh, which is a third highest level position in one of the very high, highly reputed company in India. So like starting from that entry level position, where you are just applying data entries to educate yourself with the data science domain and solve the business complex business problems. There you go. Like everyone, like people are there who has done that. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, if anyone says to you that you cannot do that, he's lying. He's totally lying.
0: A people problems crucial is people have so many self doubts. You know, I, I, I mentioned the same thing in one of my videos and so many people commented saying that, Oh, in us, the culture is different. People are open-minded. They will accept you. Even if you don't have a degree in computer science in India, it's very different. They ask for experience and all of that. But the two examples that we have given are Indian example. One person becoming a software engineer from security guard. Can you imagine security guard with 10th pass getting that job? And the second person, as you said, data entry person, petroleum engineering degree becoming a third level, like data scientist, three in a big company. So the issue is people in don't have pays in just three years. The biggest problem, Kushal, that people have who are complaining is they do not have patience and they do not want to work hard. First of all, if you are a fresher, it will take time. It takes time. It's it's not going to happen magically like this. It will take two years, three years, four years. Have patience. Keep on learning things. Keep on pursuing your passion. Keep on doing the right thing there is no way you can't get success. There are so many opportunities, okay. especially after the pandemic situation, what I have realized is the opportunities have even increased. Like, do you agree with that?
1: I uh, I should not comment on that actually, because I do not know the exact picture right now. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I do not know, but uh, so for opportunity for yourself has definitely increases. Uh, has been definitely increased because uh like it has shown you that okay even if you had if you even if you are at home there are so many things you can do that like let's say I, I'm in the lockdown okay there's mm-hmm. so many courses in courses are Udemy Udacity mm-hmm. MIT open courseware Stanford Learning like you you can do so many things without processing a degree in specific domain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like you are golden in this era, if you if you have a, I would say persistence and capacity to continue in your own domain, that's all. Perfect.
0: All right, those are all the questions we had, uh, Kushal. Thank you very much uh, once again. Uh, is it okay if you, if I share your LinkedIn in the video description?
1: That is perfectly fine. That is perfect. And uh, if any student have any questions or any doubt, just uh, send me a connection request saying that, okay, uh, this kind of da- doubt I have, I will definitely connect with those students and clarify more in details if they want me to.
0: That is really awesome. Thank you very much for that generous help. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll end this now. Thank you very much again. Bye.
1: Thank you so much, Zawal.